I had these huge aspirations of becoming an ultra runner and uh, going on all these crazy adventures. I love supporting. Like I love seeing people get those goals. So if Eric has a trail race or whatever, I'm like, yeah, I'm there. I'm the support group. That was Eric Hong and Steph Boutet. And this is episode 107 of the Inspired Souls podcast. Hi, I'm Carolyn, and I'm a roadrunner. And I'm Kim, and I'm a trail runner. Welcome to our podcast, where we bring the communities of trail and road running together and explore the parallels between running and life. It's time to introduce you to our couple of the quarter, Steph Boutet and Eric Hong. This young running couple met several years ago in Toronto doing two of the things they love most, running and giving back to the running community. Last year, they relocated to Collingwood, Ontario, where they've continued to immerse themselves in the running scene there and discover new ways to engage with the sport. And speaking of engaged, they'll be tying the knot on February 10th, and in their first few months as a married couple, they'll be doing a trail race in Italy, visiting Ireland, and running the Boston Marathon in April. Eric and Steph are both highly accomplished roadrunners, but if Eric had to choose, he prefers the trails. Since 2017, he has been methodically taking steps towards getting into CCC at UTMB, which he successfully completed in August. He credits his coach, Reed Coolset and his support team, including Steph, for his incredible experience there. His main mission now is convincing Steph to take up ultras so he can return the favor to her someday. These two definitely have the secret sauce when it comes to running partnerships. So let's get into it with Eric and Steph. Okay, well, today we're here with Eric and Steph. Thanks so much for being here and welcome to the show. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. us. Yeah, so a little quick story for context. The three of us met at the Ottawa Marathon in May this year through some mutual friends. And after spending like two or three minutes together, I knew that we had to have you on the show. And pretty soon our mm-hmm. listeners are going to see why you two are such a special couple. So we normally start off each episode with just a gentle warm up round where each, uh, you know, the guest will introduce himself. But I thought it would be fun for the couple of the quarter to um, have the two of you introduce each other. So Steph, can you introduce us to your fiance, Eric? And what should we know about him? Okay, so Eric, he's 32. He grew up in Pickering, Ontario. After living several years in Toronto, he now calls Collingwood, Ontario his home. He's lived in Collingwood for just over a year with his fabulous fiance. <laughs> and uh, he's a program manager at a agency where he does digital campaigns for other companies. He's a great runner, both road and trail, but if you asked him, he would probably prefer trail, probably because of all the cool experiences he does with them. He is a fantastic cook, makes great cocktails. His love language to others would be acts of service, and he truly is just a very supportive partner that has a super huge kind heart and truly makes me smile every day. Mm. I love you two so much. Okay. Can I just say that right off? <laughs> wow. Okay. So I'll be right over for dinner and drinks. Is that okay? <laughs> I think having um, the partner introduce the other is a great idea because you say things about him he would never say about himself. <laughs> so exactly. that's and, and she set the bar pretty high, didn't she, Eric? Yes. Yeah. How do I fall? Why would you first? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's oh, turn man. the tables. Eric, can you introduce us to your fiance, Steph, and what should we know about her? For sure. So, my partner, Steph Boutet, she's a dietitian by trade, works for the Canadian Cardiovascular Society as a program manager as well. She grew up in Peterborough, Ontario, but now lives with a pretty awesome guy in Collingwood. Um, she pr- prefers to run in the mornings, sometimes by herself or other times with friends. And then she loves coming home to a warm cup of tea. She does not like coffee. Um, and when she's not running, she's either reading a book, watching a Hallmark movie, or hanging out with friends and family. <laughs> I love that. What's your favorite Hallmark movie? Well, they're all pretty much the same. But I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have a She great admits it. No. <laughs> and you know, you just know what you're going to expect. And it's all True. love and fun. So it's great. What's not to love about that? Okay. 
So you two met through running, I understand. Why don't you tell us that story? Sure, yeah. So Steph and I met through a running mentorship program called Lane 6, which was organized through Canadian Running, Nike, and Toronto Community Housing. Uh, We were mentors and each had a mentee. Uh, Beyond the fundamentals of learning how to run, uh, we did goal setting. Uh, We were just constant in the kids' lives, so we were always there for them. Did a bunch of group activities together. But after the first week, my buddy didn't show up. So um, I was floating around looking for another group to pair up with. And lo and behold, I met this awesome mentor named Steph uh, and her mentee. Um, And then we kicked it off pretty well. And then about a a year later, when the program was back for its second year, we decided to meet up for coffee after after the program. But she doesn't drink coffee. Did she, did she have I know, a tea? I, I didn't know that. <laughs> she had a tea. Yeah. Tea's good. I like tea. I like tea. <laughs> Hot drinks. Oh, well, that is a very sweet story. Very sweet mm-hmm. story. And that was, in, you said that was in Toronto, that you two were both living in Toronto, yeah. going to school and, and all of that yeah. before you moved to calling yeah. it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so as far as your origin stories in running, it looks like both of you really used it as cross training for other sports would that be would that be fair to say so basketball Steph what were you into yeah so I played a lot of I played rep basketball rep soccer did a lot of other sports but Mm -hmm. I would say those were my main ones Mm -hmm. and so I kind of yep ran to kind of just keep up with sports but then it was in uh, my undergrad where I started running a little bit more consistently um more just to you get through the stress, move my body. And then it was more once I got down to, uh, was doing my master's. I did a master's of public health while I did my uh, internship for a dietitian. And I was just kind of losing that sense of community in Toronto. So I joined a run club and it was awesome. I joined Nike run club and met probably a lot of my closest friends now. Joined other run clubs. I was running more for myself. I was running more for social parts. It just became a lot more part of my life and it's really cool because then it also then that's how we met pretty much all our mm-hmm. friends in Collingwood as well. Mm-hmm. And from what I know about the running community in Collingwood, it's pretty vibrant. Like for a small, yeah. smallish town, there's just a ton of awesome, amazing runners up there. So what a great place to live. You know, um, Steph, when I first met you, um, like I said, it was at the Ottawa Marathon and mm-hmm. you, um, I think, was it your second marathon? Yeah. 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 So second marathon and she goes out and runs a 313. And I talked to you the day before we did our shakeout run together. I'm like, what are you planning? You're like, oh, you know, like 325 or 330 or whatever. And it was a not a ideal perfect day. It was a little on the on the warm side that day. Yeah. And out comes the 313. So I was actually really surprised to read in your notes that you don't consider yourself like really into into racing. Like you more run no. for the mental health and the social and uh, to move your body and to be outdoors in nature. So maybe you can talk a little bit more about that. Like because it would appear from the outside that oh yeah performance and running your fastest times that's the most important thing to you. But it it doesn't sound like it is. No. So I've always found running something that I want to do for a long time. So I recognize that for me, if I put a lot of pressure on myself, trying to achieve certain things, it I'll either burn out or not enjoy it as much. So kind of for my first half marathon, I think I really burnt out of that. And it really turned me off for running for a little while. And, but I just loved it so much that it, it kind of, dual kind of hardship with it that Mm -hmm. I just wanted to make sure that if I keep on running to keep loving it so I had to find ways for myself to how to do that and so for racing I've only I do it when I'm both mentally and physically ready whether it's no injuries and I'm just like in a good place with running because I'm Mm -hmm. happy so I have only done a handful of races and, but my, always my number one goal in going in it is to enjoy the process. And if I achieve that by the star line, then I've achieved my A goal, which I'm happy with. Yeah. yeah and I think that is, so, it's such a fascinating point because 
like I, I'm saying, like a lot of people come to me anyway as a running coach with those performance goals. And then I'm trying to get them more process oriented and getting them to like, what what do you love about running? Like, let's focus on that and the results will come. So I think your yeah. story is just a beautiful encapsulation of like the, per- the performance will come, whether you're leading with that as your main intention or whether that's just an accidental byproduct of loving what you do. So I think yeah. you could be like, posted up on some billboard for just really (laughs) going about it in such a healthy way, I think. So way to go. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's time to hear from Eric. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about your origin story with running? Sure. So yeah, um, I was very fortunate to have the opportunity to play a lot of different sports growing up, hockey, soccer, tennis, volleyball. Uh, So running helped me stay fit for these sports. My dad and sister were huge role models for me growing up. I'd always go and cheer them on during their marathons over the years. And just seeing their dedication towards running was incredibly inspiring. What really piqued my interest about trail running was learning about the altered distances. Um, I didn't even think it was humanly possible to go further than 42.2 the marathon distance. But I knew it was a goal or something that I wanted to do do or tackle in the future. Um, And this is even before I ran my first marathon. So um, I had these huge aspirations of becoming an ultra runner and uh, going on all these crazy adventures really early on. I I don't know. I think that what I really like about running, uh, mixing up both road and trail, is how different they are. I think uh, when I'm training for a marathon, it provides a really good structure and I can set really accurate goals of what I want to do. You know, do I want to run uh, under like a one thirty half or a three hour marathon, like very specific goals that way. Mm-hmm. Trail running is more relaxed. I find that when I'm training for an, an ultra trail race, um, it's more about time on the feet, learning how to take in certain nutritions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like the variety of switching things up from road to trail. So I suppose it also helps you kind of keep in the same mindset as, you know, stuff. Like it helps you keep things fresh and you don't burn out doing one thing all the time and you can mix it up a bit and almost have like, it sounds like two different seasons. Um, yeah. Do you, you know, organize or periodize your year at all with like road running in, in one period and then trail running in another, or do you mix them up all year long? I do. So I find that like uh, training for an early spring marathon um, when the trails are completely snow covered, um, a, a great way to stay in shape, uh, fresh, and carrying that mileage over from the road to the trails where, you know, in the summertime, there's not very many road races to begin with. Also, you just kind of want to be out there in the forest and enjoying uh, the trails in the summer anyways. So um, just carrying over the high mileage and tackling um, any longer distances just helps my uh, trail running a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, going back to the whole chasing the faster times, did you ever fall into that trap when you were road running before you started trail running? Absolutely. I I think that my evolution in running has changed quite a bit. Um, When I first started running, it was all about, you know, let's go after this time goal. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's try to BQ. Um, Mm -hmm. I think my, my goals are pretty like wild and and out there and I think that as I matured in the sport um, I learned to learn to love other aspects of running some of those aspects Steph shares so um, going out there being involved in the community uh, running with others learning about other experiences it's just another way of seeing the sport and I think that that has helped me fall in love with the sport even more I love that so as the trail ultra runner representative on this podcast, um, I'm curious, you said you, you heard about ultras before you even ran a, a road marathon and, and, uh, yeah, many of us have, have skipped that step in the ultra community, but like what's who specifically, or what specifically kind of piqued your interest? You know, there's so much more out there now than there was even 10 years ago, but, um, as a Solomon athlete, I know you are, I'm just wondering who kind of caught your interest in the ultra trail world definitely watching a lot of youtube videos uh, there's a lot of great content out there 
Billy Yang is a great um, video. He creates a lot of great video content and I fell in love with his videos, seeing all of his videos about UTMB, his interviews and, and stories on Sally McRae, who we've had on the podcast before, yes. um, have been huge uh, inspirations for me. And yeah, just seeing their, their journey and, and how they've progressed, some areas where they've had some difficulty, but seeing them overcome that has definitely made me, you know, emotional and just like something that really piqued my interest. So, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you hit it right on the head there, I think is the emotion part of it. And that's one thing Billy does so well. He doesn't just tell a glitzy, glossy story. He, you really get deep into the characters in his, Mm -hmm. uh, in his films. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can see why, why he uh, inspired you there. Yeah, I think without him, I wouldn't even know about like UTMB and um, I, yeah, I, just falling in love with his videos just made me fall in love with the sport even more. So, so Steph, I know we've been talking a lot to Eric. We'll get back yeah. to you in a second, but since yeah. you've highlighted this desire to do UTMB, we have to talk about what happened this summer. So tell us what race you did this summer in this place called the Alps. Yeah, so... At the end of August, I raced um, CCC, which is part of the UTMB series. Um, it's a 101-kilometer trail race, which circumnavigates around Mont Blanc, uh, starting in Cormier and making its way back to Chamonix. It's been a goal race of mine ever since I've gotten into running, even before my first marathon. I ran my first uh, also trail race in Halliburton, 50K, and after that, I immediately looked at how do I get to Chamonix? Uh, what are these points? What are the races do I have to do to, to get there? Um, so I started to map out my five, six year journey to get to uh, UTMB and, and Chamonix. So it was quite the journey. I enjoyed the whole process, some painful races, but um, it was just an incredible journey from start to finish, um, going out west to a race Squamish 50 miler to going out east to running Quebec Mega Trail, it was it's quite the journey, but um, definitely worth it. Yeah, I just you've given me just a thought I've never really had before. But we talk about how road runners get so obsessed with numbers with regards to paces and times. I think trail ultra runners get obsessed with points, like qualifying. <laughs> <laughs> Which race yeah. will give me the most points over what period of time? <laughs> And it's just to like get into the lottery. So it's not even guaranteed that like you're going to be able to race it once you attain these points. It's then you have to enter in a lottery and then you're just refreshing the page or waiting for that email that, you know, you've been selected from the lottery. So it's quite the process. Well, congratulations for sticking with it, qualifying, getting yourself over there this summer. I mean, through the pandemic, it wasn't easy to maintain the qualifications for these races. And I, I, Imagine it was an amazing experience. And Steph, you went as well, correct? Yeah, yeah. So I went and Eric's parents came as well, which was really special. Eric's dad and I actually both did a new race that UTMB had added. It's a 15K and you don't have to get the points to get into it. So we kind (laughs) of got in anyways. Um, But it was just a really cool experience. We were there for 10 days. Um, most of it beforehand. So Eric, his dad and I went out for a big trail run a couple of days before my race, just to experience it and let Eric kind of do some recon. He, we did the last 30 K of his race, which he was going to be doing in the dark. So it allowed him to be mm, able to yes. see it and where, where the cliffs were, where the, the cows were. So yeah. it was just a really <laughs> cool experience. Like we ran from Switzerland to France. Like I, not many people can say that as a, just a regular trail run. So Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And I have to think, so you said this is a new race that they put on this 50K. And I'm, mm-hmm. I have to think that this is for exactly you, like the people that go over yes. to support the crew, people, the family, <laughs> everyone cheering along. It's like, I want to be involved in this, but I don't want to yeah. train for a hundred K or a hundred miler. It was a hundred percent. Pretty much everyone's like the partners of people running yes. the rest of the week. 100%. But the yeah. Big question is, did you at least get a point for that race? <laughs> You'd have to ask the expert here. Eric knows all about the points. I have no clue. 
<laughs> I mean, most races, all, all of the races now uh, that will give you points, the minimum, I think, is about 25K for one point and then 50K yeah. for two, uh-huh. I think. There's so at I, least, but anyways, yeah, it was kind of just yeah, yeah. I'm like, if you're going to do a race over at UTV, you at least need to get a point. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he is trying to convince us or pretty much done to do trail race for our honeymoon, so... Well, that's there. what I was going to say. Like, has this now piqued your interest or do you feel like, oh, no, I, I better get into this or we're going to have competing uh, interests I've been in trying. the future as far as where to go on holiday <laughs> or like talk to us about kind of because this takes up a big part of your life, right? This is what you like to do in your disposable yeah. time. You're You're both into it. You're both performing at a high level. Tell us about like kind of those decisions about what races get put on your calendar, especially when they involve traveling? Yeah, I would say most of our trips have been involved with running, but at the same time, we love that. Like that, yes. what we're trying to think like, what else would we want to do, right? So it has influenced us a lot, but we are fortunate that it's us right now. And so we can get up and go. Mm-hmm. We're, we're fortunate enough to have the ability to do that. And yeah, we're we're reaping on the time right now that we're like, oh, well, when else will we do this? You know, just taking advantage of it. Yeah. So as long as you agree on like, oh, yeah, beautiful, go to France, like who's going to argue with that? But like, you know, if (laughs) you ever had a a goal race on the same date in totally different parts of the world, like then there would be, you know, (laughs) but the the benefit is I love supporting like I love seeing people get those goals then like they're yes see them try to finish it so if eric has a trail race or whatever i'm like yeah i'm there i'm the support yeah. group oh you guys have the secret sauce <sighs> but he's really trying to get me to do these ultras i'm trying to get stuck into these races or uh, get her motivated to sign up for for an ultra um yeah i just want you to to be able to experience it i want to be able to go out there and support you for once on a trail race uh, mm-hmm. yeah and focus the attention on you and maybe for you to talk all your first ultra. So we shall see. You two are so sweet. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. You know, you started this podcast saying you don't really run to race stuff, but I think if there's one area of running that you could maintain your relaxed social attitude, it's trail running. Like Mm -hmm. seriously, it's just a huge party in the forest. Like we Mm -hmm. all wear wild and crazy clothes and, and you end up covered (laughs) in mud and it's just, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And like being up in Collingwood, I would say our amount of time trail running has definitely increased since being in Toronto. There is a huge community out here, great people to run with, and the trails are awesome, like five, ten minutes away from our house. So it's yeah. it's creeping yeah. on me. It's getting it's getting me. I do have to say, like our our friends in Toronto who think that we're crazy for, you know, running these distances, I would say that majority of the the trail runners that we know in Collingwood are way more crazier than us um so like if we had ever met any of our friends up here they would know oh we're actually kind of normal like right, right. not too bad it's all relative <laughs> yeah well you moved to a place where you found your own kind of crazies yeah that's, that's right Absolutely. that's right but another very cool thing that jumped out at me about your bio stuff is that you love and this makes total sense from everything we know about you so far is that you love relay races and that's not something mm-hmm. that we hear about all the time so Tell us about a a few of the relay races you've run and what it is that you love so much about those. Yeah, I've been fortunate to be able to run Cabot Trail Relay Race out in um, the East Coast. We've done a relay race in like New York State. There's some trail ones we've done. It's so cool because you get together with all your close friends. A lot of, again, our friends are all runners and you just go out and run. And what's nice about it is that the pressure on your individual self isn't fully there, but at the same time you push yourself because you don't want to disappoint your friends. Although all our friends are really awesome and they want to care. So it's like a nice balance because you get to like push yourself, but enjoy yourself at the same time. And we're out there like all hours of the night, you're sleeping in the van. And so <laughs> you get to challenge yourself in a different way. Um, and then there's always like a party at the end. So what's not to love? Right. 
and it's social. It's totally social. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, sounds like a great stepping stone to uh, those trail yeah. runs <laughs> over <laughs> in <laughs> France. Do you a mixed relay or all women or do you do a bit of both? I've done both. Eric and I, we did one, the one in New York State. I've done one in Tahoe, which was mixed. But then I've done Cabot Trail, all girls, a trail one, all girls. Mm-hmm. And like all girls one, I'm very surrounded by a lot of fast runners that we've like placed in most of the races we've done. So it's been That's pretty great cool experience oh, yeah yeah and I always think a relay like you know how the sometimes the big city marathons will have a five-person mm-hmm. relay or something I think it is one of the best ways to introduce people to the sport for all yeah. the reasons that you're saying like how many people have you ever talked to that have gotten their start on a relay like it's pretty yeah. pretty awesome and and you're right it, it takes a little bit of the pressure off but keeps it there just enough that you don't want to let your yeah. team down yeah. and, and it, it can be a wonderful bonding experience. So I love that. Yeah. I have a great story about that, like okay. um, intro to running through relays. So uh, for my birthday, I like to incorporate some sort of running aspect uh, into it. And a lot of uh, the friends that I grew up with uh, in high school or university, a lot of them are non-runners. So I planned this, um, North Face Endurance Challenge uh, Marathon Relay included a bunch of my non-running friends and they had no idea what they're getting themselves into. I had no idea how technical this trail was going to be. Um, it was actually here in Collingwood or Blue Mountain. And yeah, like a lot of them did the 10K loop that they were supposed to do for the relay. And they were just like, what did you get myself into? Like, this is insane. Like the amount of vert that we just covered, like I've never done this before. And a lot of these people were like couch to 5k like had never ran more than 5k in their life and it was just kind of cool to see my friends come out of their element and and try something new Mm -hmm. so are you still friends (laughs) (laughs) he's still friend with them yeah i was gonna say what's really funny is that we go back in pictures and realize i was there at that trail or that relay race and like I have pictures of my friends and Eric standing right next to them. So, and you didn't know each world. other then. No, we didn't know no. each other at that point. You were so destined to be together. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Okay. Well, um, that's a, a lovely little segue into, uh, I've mentioned it already. You, you're engaged. Um, when is this wedding taking place and where are we getting married? You too. And is it all runners in the crowd? (laughs) I can see that you'll have quite a big wedding with all the running friends you've made. Uh, So we're getting married February 10th in Alora Mill. So it will be a nice kind of winter wedding, not your traditional kind of summer wedding, which will be kind of nice. And yes, there are a lot of runners there. We have a, um, a lot of friends from Toronto who are there, but also some friends from up in Collingwood and it's, um, it will be, yeah, just a really nice time to get together with a bunch of our friends and family. And it's uh, coming up. Yeah, <laughs> lots of planning still, but lots of, but it's been good. Well, we were talking before we hit record. February 10th is our anniversary. And it's it's just such an unusual, um, like we don't know anyone else with that anniversary. So I'm going to just add my double high five to the winter, the winter wedding. And I think you're going to love having your anniversary every winter. It'll give you a good excuse to go and do a training camp somewhere <laughs> in, in warm places um, in the middle of winter. So uh, the two of you will be married in February. And then uh, one of the first trips you'll likely take maybe after your honeymoon, I'm not sure, but uh, one of the first trips will be down to Boston because the two of you both made it into the Boston Marathon this year. And isn't this cute, listeners? They both qualified where they improved their personal best by 13 minutes. Is that correct? You both bettered your marathon time by 13 minutes to qualify for the Boston Marathon. Lucky 13. So uh, (laughs) we've mentioned that, Steph, yours was at the Ottawa Marathon, but yours was in Mississauga, right, Um, Eric, in May? Yes, that's correct. Okay, so tell us about that race, because I do think that uh, Steph was out all over the course helping you with that one as well. Yeah, so I think I had a really good training block. Um, I was being coached by, and still being coached by, Reed Coolstadt, former Olympian. Yeah, I think uh, the race went really well. He gave me some really good advice uh, leading up to the race. I tackled the race a bit differently than how I would normally tackle it, which would be bank time and and just hold on to uh, a pace 
till the end. Uh, so I went out relatively conservatively and um, it ended up working. I just wanted to feel good up until 30K, hold it as long as possible, 35, make sure I'm still feeling kind of good. And then whatever happens in the last four or 5K, you know, happens. And um, I was able to just hold it together and come out with a time that I'm really happy with. Yeah. And just for our road running friends, what was that time? Uh, it was two hours and 53 minutes and 17 seconds. So you blew that three hour barrier right out of the water. <laughs> Good for you. Yes. <laughs> yes. And Steph, how were you involved in that day? Were you out on the course in a support role? Yeah. So I, uh, his family, his parents, his sister and her family were out there. So we knocked out to be there probably around every 10 K But then we realized there was going to be a big gap between his like 20, I don't know, like the, he had like 10 or 15 kilometers where he wouldn't see us right before the end. So we all know that the marathon kind of starts after 30 K. So I'm like, okay, Eric, I'm, I'm probably going to miss you because I'll go at, what was it? 38 or 36, 36 to 38 K and I'll support you there. But then your family will be at the end and, uh, I'll miss it, but you'll have people there. But I think it's important that I'm at this point. He's like, well, you know, just run me in. I was like, "Mm, okay. (laughs) Um, So then I'm like, so he comes along and he's ready for me to jump in. And so I sprinted because he ran very fast for the last like 4K with him. But it was really special to see him finish and reach that goal of qualifying for Boston. And um, yeah, I was a mess of tears just seeing him finish but it was uh really really nice i'm glad i sprinted myself into the finish line with him yeah i feel kind of bad because uh when um steph started to to draw me at, i think around 38 i was in a place where i did not want to be talked to um she <laughs> held out water for me i didn't want to take it she was just there and you know just having you beside me though was was great support and, and i do really appreciate it but I was just like, I got to just stay mute and spend all my energy just on running and focusing on that. Yes. Um, so I was a bit quiet. In Which sickness I and in health. Yeah. <laughs> in good times yeah. and in bad. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what are you, the two of you looking most forward to about Boston? That You've all heard, everyone's heard about the Boston Marathon. What is it this year in particular that you're looking forward to uh, experiencing while you're there? Just the race atmosphere. I, I mm-hmm. love traveling to a place um, and just taking in the atmosphere. Uh, It could be days leading up to the race or partying afterwards. Um, I just enjoy uh, going to the expo, seeing a bunch of like-minded people and well, carb loading for sure. (laughs) I do like that. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to just all that crowd support that that Boston has to offer and, and um, you know, hopefully crossing that finish line happy. Yeah, I would say similar. Like, um, I think I'm very selective with the races I pick, but I like ones with big crowd supports. Like Ottawa's great that there is so much support out there. Mm-hmm. That Boston, I can only imagine, is going to be really, really um, an amazing experience. And yeah, it will be cool mm-hmm. to be there with Eric and newlywed and whatnot. Yeah. But it will, yeah, it will be a cool over just being that whole weekend's just big party. I think so. It'll be fun. Yeah. And you've mentioned that you've had some family join you for other races. Eric, your dad came over for CCC. And I know, Steph, your parents were at the Ottawa Marathon Mm -hmm. and and they got out on the course as much as possible, too. So will anyone be going with you to Boston or will it just be, is it your honeymoon? (laughs) Will it just be the two of you? (laughs) Um, So uh, my dad actually just uh, ran a marathon I think the day of the last qualifying day for the Boston 2023 registration, uh, the Georgina marathon, and he didn't really train that much road for this marathon. Um, he's a trail runner. Uh, he definitely prefers to be on the trails more than uh, road, but he ran uh, a very good time of 336, I believe, um, and qualified for uh, his age group. And so he'll be running as well. Um, I don't know if we're going to be running together or separate, but, um, he'll be out there. Oh, how special. That's super cool. 
Yeah. And you said you went over to France earlier, right? You were there for quite a bit Mm -hmm. ahead of time. Will you do the same thing for Boston or will you stay after? How will that all look? Well, to be honest, we're actually in Ireland the weekend before for a wedding. So now we're just trying to figure out, do we fly right to Boston (laughs) from Ireland? Do we come back? But we're just going to be carb loading in Ireland with the beer and the potatoes and whatnot. Um, So so, so we'll go at least for the full weekend. But yeah, it will be uh, interesting going from Ireland, but it will be fun. The jet lag will probably be the biggest factor of you figuring out that piece. Yeah. All right, Eric. So you talked a little bit about how your running strategy was a little bit different for uh, your last marathon and being coached by Reed Coolset. What kind of influence has he had on you and your training and kind of maybe what things have you started to do differently since you started working with him as a coach? I think uh, Reed's a great fit for me now that he's getting into more trails. Trails is definitely my passion and, and my main focus. Uh, but I still do enjoy running road as well. So I think that's why Reed is such a great fit for me as a coach. Yeah, he's definitely helped me stay focused and um, any, you know, how we all go through doubts when when you're training, you question whether or not you're doing the right thing. I think uh, with a coach and with Reed, I'm able to just put that aside and, and just focus on the plan that he's given me and execute that and trust that the plan will work. and. You know, he's given me some great advice, especially in the longer distance races. He's always said, um, you'll never regret going out slower. Um, you'll only regret going out faster. So I think that he changed my mentality where I used to try to, you know, go out still comfortable, but bank time. And I don't think that really works in the marathon and certainly not in the trails. So I really took his, his advice and it seems to be working. And I've never been coached in the trails before, so that was something new. And he had me doing a lot of vert. Um, I didn't question that. I, I asked him, you know, what type of uh, vert should I be running, like runnable hills or something that's totally just walking up. And, you know, he's, he's provided me with a lot of great tips as he's also learning the sport as well. So um, it's great that we can learn um, about ultras together and whatever he learns will get passed to me. And I guess whatever I learned, I can just tell him, but, you know, he's, he's a, quite the athlete already. So he's yeah. worlds ahead of me. Um, but he's also, a, he's a Solomon athlete. I'm a Solomon ambassador. So it's, it's nice that we're able to uh, pick each other's brain about certain products and, and what works well for us. So, yeah, I, I really enjoy being coached by Reed. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, the Boston training and uh, whatever comes next. Yeah, it sure does sound like you two are the yeah. perfect fit uh, <laughs> together. And and really, he's learned a lot in it because he hasn't been trail running for very long, right? It's probably been a, just about a year right now. And uh, he's learned mm-hmm. a lot. And it's wonderful that he can he can pass it on. And we for those who, who missed it, we did interview him back in episode 100 of the podcast. And, and I asked him this, and, and I'll ask it to you too, um, because I think it applies we were ta- he was talking about, you know, it's just unbelievable, like how far a hundred miles is. And I don't think you've done a hundred miles yet. Have you? No. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's hard to even like imagine how far that is until your feet have, have gone there. And so it's hard to imagine just that this ridiculously slow pace is going to become so challenging later on. And that's part of the strategy and and the execution. Right. And so, um, I said to him, like for someone that can run so fast, like when he ran his marathons and he's running like three, 10 kilometers for, (laughs) for 26, uh, miles or, or 42 kilometers. Um, and then to have to, he was joking about pulling off like 420 per half K (laughs) by the end because (laughs) he was, um, he was struggling so much. So he was measuring his, uh, time in in half kilometers or something that uh (laughs) it was it was quite a funny part of the episode actually so is it is it that hard for you because you're in the same boat like you can run so fast and then to hold back so much like do you find that did you just have to take his word for it or had you learned that lesson in the marathon too and you just applied it to your ultras well for my ultras and i'm still learning a lot uh when it comes to trail running um the distance is still very scary for me I think my goal for ultras has always been 
just finish, you know, get to the end uh, in any way possible. When it comes to pace on trails, it doesn't even really matter because every trail is quite different. So, yeah, I think my goal has always been, you know, have fun, enjoy it and uh, just get it done. Um, so I don't worry too much about pace. I just worry about how I'm feeling out there um, mm-hmm. energy wise. And I know it's going to hurt because if the longer you go, it's you're going to get tired and things do go south, but um, you just have to deal with it. And um, that's what I love about the sport is you're always learning a lot. And it's quite different than tra- uh, road running because there's a lot of different variables, whether mm-hmm. it's the extremely long distance, your nutrition, the trail that you're running on, uh, the weather, you can go through, you know, really hot spell, rain, wind all in one day, which I did experience kind of at CCC and you have mm-hmm. to be prepared for that. Um, mm-hmm. But I think what is quite different than road running is, you know, you have the, your crew there, right? And um, I was very lucky to have, have Steph at, uh, at CCC and she definitely helped me quite a bit. And I love that that aspect about trail running uh, includes a lot of people. You know, you know, I wouldn't have been able to accomplish what I've done so far without uh, Steph and, and a crew. So, yeah, your yeah. crew becomes so 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 important the longer you go, and uh, especially in the nighttime. You know, you mentioned that you're just your goal right now is just to finish, which you know, for a lot of people, that remains their goal their entire running career, but. I suspect, Mm -hmm. especially if you do what you're doing is spending some time at the quote, shorter ultra distances, you, you probably will become quite competitive. And I just have to go back. Carolyn, I'm so proud of you. When you said you haven't run a hundred miles yet. (laughs) It seems like (laughs) I can tell he'll eventually right? (laughs) Especially after doing a hundred K at UTMB. But, um, yeah, I, I'm sure over time, uh, you'll find that you, you learn that pacing, right? No matter what the train, you start to learn what it, what it should feel like after 10 hours or whatever, <laughs> and, yeah. and how to pace to that finish line, um, just like you do for a marathon, right? Yeah. And, and when I think back to like my very first ultra marathon, um, I was still quite immature and thought, you know, let's go out hard. Let's try to, <laughs> let's try to podium. Um, my friend and I went out in, in Halliburton, uh, in 2017 for our first uh, 50k and uh, we were just young guns and we thought we were really fast and uh, definitely paid the price uh, halfway through the race my quads just exploded and ended up like walking it in but yeah it's I have a lot to learn still and um, I'm fascinated about how I can incorporate speed into the trails and um, maybe next year I can kind of learn that and maybe uh, I'll talk to Reed about how I can uh transition over from uh take that road speed over to the trails Mm -hmm. so is that something you think you'll do is you'll stick with the quote shorter ultras for a little while before venturing into the 100 mile distance yeah i mean after i finished ccc i was pretty content i enjoyed that 100k distance my friend asked me quite recently you know would if i were to ever go back to utmb would i try to enter into the 171k race which is the main utmb race i said i was pretty content with the, the 100k um i don't know if 100 miles is on my radar um but i think that uh for our honeymoon we might be going over to italy um to do some racing some trail racing um and i think i might try to tackle uh the 80k my friend's trying to convince me to do that 120 kilometer race, but I think I might just stick to uh, 80k. Okay. So, long story short, I think uh, yeah, I'll stick to the shorter ultras for now, and then um, yeah. who knows? Who knows what's going to happen in a year? Okay, so am I hearing this correctly? You're going to Italy and Ireland and Boston all within the first few months of being married. Yeah, there, there's a few more other trips in there too, so that's why we're like <laughs> if. If we're doing this trail race, that's our honeymoon because yeah. we have so many other commitments. So, yeah, and we're doing the trail race in Italy. That's our honeymoon, and yeah. so that's in June. So I can't think of a better yeah. honeymoon. Oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> Two of you, yeah. All right. So a, a major theme throughout this entire conversation is 
community and giving back and the people that you've met and the lives that you've touched uh, along the way in your running lives so far. And so maybe we'll, we'll uh, send it back to you here, Steph. I know that you have done some volunteering with uh, like a kids mentorship program uh, back in 2018 and 2019. What was it like working with those kids? And can you tell us a little bit about that program? Yeah, so that's the program where Eric and I met. And it, it was just a awesome experience. It was a pilot program. So they were kind of seeing how it would work. So the first year was on track, but then they realized, you know, kids should just learn how to know that running can just be anywhere. So the next year it was out and we were just running streets and parks and things. And I don't know, it's just really cool to inspire young kids to have something to look forward to and love and move their body and just get outside and how young were these kids elementary school like younger elementary mm-hmm. school grade one to grade five I would say okay. um at least the first year and then the second year maybe to grade seven if that yeah. um that year the second year it was with the boys and girls club so that was a little different and but it was really awesome and it really shows you the appreciation on like why you run or what mm-hmm. good is running and how it's fun mm-hmm. to spread the joy that you get to other people. Yes. So I have a question, you know, we do this couple of the quarter episode because we're really curious as to what makes running couples tick and uh, you know, what makes it work for you guys. And yeah. you know, your origin story as a couple is back to this this mentoring that you've done. So individually, what was it that drew you each to decide, I want to volunteer with kids to get them running? Like, was it part of your background? Was, you know, what drew you to that place in the first place? Um, so for me, I was running with Nike Run Club. It was kind of through that that I heard about it. But growing up, I actually owned a basketball camp for young girls. Um, when I was like high school, university. So I ran a basketball program and I just loved working with kids and uh, babysat a lot and just like, yeah, love kids. And so I thought this was such a cool opportunity. I was missing that kind of interaction when I was in Toronto, wasn't working with kids as much. So I'm like, oh, comparing, like combining my new love of running or my love of running with like working with kids, like perfect opportunity. And then Eric, he had... Yeah, so, like, throughout my, like, running journey, um, I didn't want to make running just solely about me, and I wanted a way to give back to the community. I was out there looking for volunteer opportunities, and I actually stumbled across this opportunity, uh, Lane 6, on Facebook, believe it or not. Um, And, yeah, I just signed up. I didn't know anyone else who was doing it. I just wanted a way to uh, give back um, in a fulfilling way and signed up, and met a whole bunch of great people and uh, met Steph, of course. But I feel like um, just being there for the kids was such a great experience. And just to see their raw emotion towards the sport, being outside, uh, being around other kids, seeing them smile. Like, you don't really get that a lot in Toronto. You know, it's filled with uh, young adults. Uh, so it's really nice to see their raw emotion um and their love for the, that sport. So I selfishly think that we also got quite a bit out of that as well, of course, to mm-hmm. Steph. But yeah, I think uh, it was a great experience and I would do it again in a heartbeat. So to recap, you met doing what you love and expressing your core values in that at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. what better way to find somebody compatible with you, right? That's, yeah. that's quite amazing. Yeah. All right. So as we as we start to close here, we always like to ask our guests, what's one of the greatest life lessons that running has taught you? And I know we've probably covered a lot of it, but is there anything else you'd like to add on to that question? Yeah, I think the lessons that running has taught me is that it's hard to achieve hard things alone. So whether it's running a race or just getting out for a run like I rely on like friends to get me out the door sometimes I rely on Eric running around Ottawa to cheer me on and my parents out there like friends um 
run a lot of people think running is just an individual sport but it's way more than that and you talk with your friends they go through so much in a run like sometimes it's easier because you're not facing the person so you can get through a lot with running and with people so i think running's been a great uh, medium for helping me realize that people are important wow very well said yeah. mm-hmm. anything you want to add eric Sure. Yeah. I think running has taught me a lot about patience and, you know, when you have a goal in mind and uh, you want to achieve it, even if it's years down the road, you just work, work away at it every day and you make it fun. If it's not fun, then like, why are you doing it? And you just have to keep on working on, on your goals. And I think eventually you'll get there, but I think consistency and, and patience whether it's running related goals or just um, goals in life. I think uh, those are two important things that I've, I've learned. Well, if you've learned all of that already, the two of you, um, I can't imagine what lessons you're going to learn uh, together in the next few decades of your life, running <laughs> lives and married lives together. So I'm really curious now to ask you as we close, what's next for you? Be like, you've already told us basically what the first three months of 2023 are going to look like, but maybe backing up, do you have anything planned this fall or is the next big thing going to be um, your honeymoon in Italy running a race? <laughs> yeah, I think for me at least it's been, it's going to be just enjoying fall running. Like it's my favorite mm. year to run. So whether it's road trail, just getting out in the leaves and things. And then just with uh, wedding planning and things, I didn't want to put too, too much pressure on until Boston so we'll still be training for Boston before the wedding so yeah um, that's kind of the thing then we like to go cross-country skiing in the winter so that will help um, be incorporated in and so yeah Boston's kind of the next race or big thing that we need to train for or at least myself Eric yeah I think I'm kind of enjoying um, the quote-unquote off-season because right after my marathon I I transitioned to ultra training right after that. So kind of just embracing this, this time when I'm just running casually and enjoying it and running with friends, not running on a schedule. Cause sometimes when, uh, you know, when you're on a regiment schedule, it's hard to run with others when you have a workout, <laughs> but yeah, so just winding down the year, um, enjoying fall colors, like Steph said, yeah. And looking forward to some cross country skiing as well. Yeah. And again, you're in that perfect spot because everyone in Collingwood tends to do the skiing in the winter, don't they? Do you ever do alpine downhill skiing? Yeah. So I ski and Eric does snowboard and downhill. Okay. All right, guys. So um, you seem to have quite the adventurous lives. Uh, If people wanted to connect with you and follow some of your adventures uh, in the future, where could they find you? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at... Hong Solo with three O's um, at the end. So H O N G S O L O O O. That's great. I love it. <laughs> and I'm also on Instagram, S Boot 5. Okay. Great. We'll put uh, both of those in the show notes. Yeah. And uh, thank you both so much. I've been smiling the whole time. My face kind of hurts a little bit. You two are just like absolutely the cutest couple I think I've ever met. You're so compatible. And like you said, Steph, you don't get anywhere meaningful alone. Like we are better together and you two are just a total embodiment of that um, as a couple, but also in the ways that you give back to the running community. So everyone you come in contact with is just so lucky to know you. Seriously, it's just really been a great joy to talk to you tonight. So thank you for coming on the show. Uh, Thanks for having us. It's been awesome. Thanks for having us.